From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about navigating the political minefield that you may be encountering with your spouse, family, and in-laws during an election season. And this quote from Thomas Jefferson sums up what we're going to be talking about so wonderfully. He said, I never considered a difference of opinion in politics, in religion, or in philosophy as cause for withdrawing from a friend. Mm -hmm. That sums it up so beautifully, and we're going to be jumping into that. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from another couple in, in the one family, someone whose life has been transformed. And this hug comes from an iTunes review that we received that says, I am so thankful that I found your show. It has helped tremendously in our marriage. We went from bags packed, trying to figure out how to tell our kids we were divorcing, to now every day trying to improve our marriage. Wow. And it's working. Wow. We've had a lot of the same struggles as you, so your show is very relatable. We both have started from the beginning and are working our way through. In our marriage, I truly believe that you were a godsend. It's helped me realize that I needed to take responsibility for my shortcomings as well. It's easy to blame your spouse and keep moving on. Both of us accepting responsibility has made such an impact. Mm. I feel like without you all, that might not have ever happened or taken much too long. You guys are amazing, and I'm so very thankful. Keep making marriages extraordinary. Oh, I love it. Those are the best. Like one of one one of the uh, affirmations I read almost every morning is decrease the divorce rate mm. in the U.S. And when I see something like this, that is a like a bullseye, like went from packing their bags to now going, nope, we're not doing that. We're taking those steps. So I love it. Oh, so good. You know, as Tony said, we're talking about the political minefield. And here in the U.S., we're at the beginning of the 2020 election cycle. And, you know, everywhere you look, you see the political, you know, the, the yard signs and you've got the ads and the rallies and you're hearing about the caucuses and the debates and the primaries and and it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, the robo calls on your phone for this person or that person. And, and we're going to be in this place literally until the election happens at, at the end of no, or at the beginning of November. Yeah. And really, as we've seen here in the United States years and years, and, and it, it probably is like this in other countries that whoever gets elected, there's still all the conversation because people are either super excited that that person got elected or not so excited that that person got elected or those politicians. And so there's a lot, there's a lot of emotion wrapped around politics. You know, people can really entrench themselves on one side or another. And, you know, some people or be are, indifferent. Some people are indifferent. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know what, that's just happening at a national level, at a federal level. So it doesn't really impact me. And, you know, we, we kind of just like, well, you know, whatever, whatever. But for others, you know, this political season, any political season, I'm not just, you know, talking about this one in particular, but it really is that minefield those differences come out and maybe not so much with you and your spouse per se, but with the people in your world, mm -hmm. right? What happens when there are political differences between your, you and your family, right? Your in-laws, your siblings, you know, maybe your friends that you tend to hang out with more often, your coworkers. And all of a sudden you find yourself in this place of going, uh, like, what do we talk about? Can I say that? Is that the, you know, what does that look like? And it creates all of this tension and anxiety 
in a lot of people to the point where you just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to put politics in a box. And I, well, you know, as you started saying that, even, even to my mind came the thought process of even though we may be still, and you guys may be on a similar political viewpoint, mm -hmm. when you begin to talk about it with other people, how that enrages you or, or spins you out, that it really impacts your marriage. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've had conversations with people that, yeah, and I've seen it just in dinner conversations. I've seen it when we've gotten together with family, things like that, where it's like, oh, like you feel your blood pressure going up or you're like, you know, you're having those thoughts in your head. Like how on earth can they believe that mm -hmm. or support that person? Or, you know, you see all of the, the social media, you know, hostility when someone, you know, puts up about the, the candidate that they believe in or the policy that they believe in. And then, you know, you have all of their supporters on one side of the comments and, and all of the haters on the other side. And it becomes this battle. And, you know, just from the start of the show, whatever you stand for, I'm glad that you're standing for something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But we've got to be like taking that quote from Thomas Jefferson to heart. We've got to be people that are going out and, and, you know, it's like we talk about in communication that seek to understand, like you don't have to agree with everybody in your world. I, I mean, if you haven't figured out by now, Tony and I don't always agree on everything, in, you know, in this very small world. And we definitely don't agree with everybody in the larger world right. all the time. But what does it look like to go through a political season stronger than ever, more secure in your marriage, more secure in what your beliefs are? And to do so where you don't come out in this like constant state of rage, you know, instead of road rage, I think we're going to like coin a new phrase. It's going to be political rage mm -hmm. because that's what's like really impacting marriages these days. Yeah. And, and I just got to say, th this topic is a little different than one we've done ever. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly, in 10 years of doing the show, I think this may be the first one we've ever done on politics. And the reason we're really bringing it up because... It's one of those things that does cause some friction in marriage. And we need to look at our marriages, to me personally, as we go through this and how we are looking at the political landscape and what's it doing to our marriage. At the end of the day, Elisa and I don't see eye to eye on everything. And yet, I want to say from the get-go that we're still on the same team. Like politics aren't going to drive me away from my wife or even from my family. We may have to set up some guardrails and we're going to share some stuff that we've had to do and, and what maybe you have to do with your family and in-laws to sort of set up those guardrails. So you guys are the team that is fighting together for your marriage, right? Because it's going to come up. And so, you know, give us a little grace as we go through this. We're not going to share our political views. It, that, that bears no... It, this, it just doesn't matter in this. What really matters is that as you guys look at this political landscape that we're going into, what is your marriage doing? Mm -hmm. And really what it really comes down to, to me, is what's your emotional intimacy within your marriage? How are you speaking about politics? Are you talking about politics? Have you ever had the conversation? Do you? What, what happens when you engage in that? In your emotional intimacy, are you one that becomes a volcano? Do you get mad and do you just tear in or are you shutting down? Mm -hmm. Are you, are you blacking out? Are you just like, nope, not going there? Because a lot of what we're talking about when it comes to politics is really communication. 
And what's that communication that we have with our spouse? And because it's a touchy topic, I think many of us would rather just put it aside and not go there than to actually get into it. Because when we get into it, we learn a little bit about ourselves and we learn about how our emotional intimacy and how we act and react to our spouse. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. I thought you were going to, I thought you had like a extra something on the end of that, but it's so true. And it's not just the conversations between husband and wife, because those are, those are huge, but it's, how is this working with your greater community at Mm -hmm. large? You know, because chances are good. And, and, you know, we're talking about the election cycle here in the United States. We know we have listeners in many, many different countries. We know you have different election cycles. So this show may not be applicable right now, but chances are good. Talking about politics will come up at some point in time. So keep listening. Mm -hmm. Because for us in the early years, I don't remember having a lot of conversations around politics. Like I think we talked about, you know, I think our first election would have been Probably as 90, no, no, no. As, as it, as like adults would have been 92. Yes. And then we got, the and then I, as I voted in a married couple, it would have been 96. 90. Yeah. We, well, we had just gotten married just in gotten October. Married. I don't even remember voting in 96. Although I, I know we did, but I just don't remember. Don't, yeah, we, and partly just cause we vote absentee. So it's not like we actually like go in, go in. But in those early years, like politics weren't something that we really talked about. It was just, and I would say, at least for me, I just kind of tended to vote sort of like what I'd heard my parents talking about growing up. So it wasn't like we were having conversations. It wasn't like I was heavily invested in what the policies were. I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, this is, this is what I've heard my parents talk about. So we'll just like check those boxes. And that's interesting because I left my home at 18 and I was the exact opposite because I had heard and I had lived and believed my parents' policies and, and political views. And yet when I went to college, I went the exact opposite because I began, began to come in, become informed a, a bit more. I, I felt like I was in high school because I had a, an amazing teacher who, who pressed us and pushed us um, when it came to politics. And so I think I came from a different standpoint okay. when, we got, when we first came together. And it's changed over the years again. Mm-hmm. And we've had lots of political conversations with family. You know, it's hard if you've been, you know, for us anyway, you know, married for 23 years and, you know, specifically Tony's family talks about politics when they get together. Well, they did. We don't, we don't really we, hang, yeah. hang out much in anymore. the early like years, we, yeah, in not, the early years that we were married. Yeah. And especially when dad was around, when my dad was around, your dad loved to talk politics. He, he loved it. Even if he didn't know what the heck he was talking about sometimes, I, I just love the things he would say. And he was and, passionate and, and he, he didn't care passionate. if you agreed with him or not. He didn't. He just didn't. And uh, I, I loved that passion. He, he always wanted to give you a hug though afterwards, or he always wanted to make sure that even though you had a heated conversation with you, he always wanted you to know that he still loved you. Mm-hmm. It did not matter. And I think that's one of the things that I can take away from my dad when it comes to this. He, he would get passionate, but he, he, he still loved you. He didn't matter. It didn't matter if you agreed with him or didn't agree with him. Right. Again, like the quote from Jefferson, it's not a cause to withdraw from a friendship. Right. Right. And, and there have been moments of high tension with family. I mean, I remember specifically there was a Thanksgiving. It was after the 2016 election Mm -hmm. and we had family members on both sides of the political fence. And we actually reached out to everybody in advance of Thanksgiving dinner at our house and said, we have a fire pit in our backyard. Should you wish to discuss politics, you may go out there 
And that's where you can discuss it. We're not discussing it in the home. We're not discussing it around the Thanksgiving meal. Like that's the, that's the political fire pit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those are things that you have to look at, especially because it's interesting because we pulled the one family to find out where you guys stand when it comes to politics. And interestingly enough, 81% of you say that you share the same political views. And so that's a great number because you are seeing eye to eye. And I would say even within the 81%, just like Elisa and I, we agree. And yet there are nuances within those that we don't agree on. Um, 11% or 18% say that you do avoid certain topics because of different political opinions. Totally understand. Um, 74% of you say that discussing politics brings you closer. Many of you though said that the big issue is having conversations with family members, Mm -hmm. in-laws, siblings who don't see eye to eye as you and your spouse, because 81% of you see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. And then there's old brother over here or sister-in-law over there that is just going complete opposite direction. And so having been there myself and Elise and I having gone through that ourselves, definitely having to put up those guardrails Mm -hmm. and around our marriage of what we're going to discuss. And as she brought up for that Thanksgiving, that was a hard deal. I'm not going to say that was easy. I mean, that was one of those hands, palm sweating, having to pick up the phone, calling my aunts and uncles, uh, my brother, sister-in-law, calling folks who are coming and just letting them know, hey, I get it. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of you who see differently. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear it at the table itself. And that's where Elise and I came up with the plan of like, okay, we have a fire pit. If you want to talk about everybody, everybody knows Everybody knows if you want to go head to head with somebody on it, go take it out to the fire pit. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's tough. But as a, as a couple, that's where you guys lock arms. That's where you guys come together. Again, I really believe the emotional intimacy, the, the connection that you have with your spouse and being able to go, hey, we're on the same team here. This is our home. This is the way we, if you're having something like that at your own home, how does that look like for you guys? Absolutely. And it's even, you know, you've mentioned a couple of times and I think it it bears a little bit of exploration is, you know, those nuances, right? That you and your spouse may agree. And we know that 81% of you, like under the umbrella of your political beliefs, agree. You would say, yes, we share the same beliefs, but we've experienced in our marriage that there can be those nuances. And how do you deal with the nuances? Because, you know, it, it impacts the conversation between the two of you. It impacts the conversations with your kids, right? If you, if you're dealing with those nuances, I mean, we have one child that, that loves history, that loves politics. I mean, I think since he was probably, I want to say when he went to middle school is really where we saw just his passion for history come, Mm -hmm. his passion for the political and all things political. And he wants to talk about it and he wants to, he wants to argue and he wants to, you know, justify and defend his position. And it's amazing because that was never, like, I never experienced that growing up. So he, he's almost an anomaly to me when, when this comes up, but he has forced us to really know what we believe in. Mm. And it's interesting because I think that's where a lot of people actually shy away from the political conversations. I think we don't equip ourselves with knowledge And so, you know, you may come into a conversation with, with your in-laws, your siblings or whatever, and it feels like they know so much. And you're like, I don't 
you know what? I, I'm just I'm like, I'm not going to go toe to toe with you on this because I don't know enough. And so we're just like, you know what? We don't, don't want to talk about it. But you know, it's interesting that when you, when you choose to engage in this conversation, that you can actually learn a lot more about the strength of your convictions mm-hmm. and it, it, it provides an opportunity like this, this world is so into divisiveness right now. Like, well, you're over there and I'm over here. You believe this and I believe that you're X and I'm Y. And I wonder what would happen if we actually said, you know what? I, I, I'm curious. Why, why do you believe that? It's kind of like what we've said in, in countless shows. Like, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Right. We talk about it in the emotional intimacy between husband and wife. But what if we asked the people in our world, well, what does that policy mean to you? How do you see that policy impacting us? How do you, why are you supporting that candidate? Not with, not with tension and not with like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would do that. But instead, like, I just genuinely want to understand you. And I want to understand a different opinion, not because you're going to convert me, not because I'm going to suddenly agree with you, but because what would it look like if we could just actually listen to people without, you know, 25 different hate messages on Facebook? Well, and I think that's a, that, that question is great. Period. Because when when there are those nuances, and I'm going to bring this back again to us as a as a married couple, and we're looking at politics. Because even though 81% of you say that you are on the same page politically, the majority of you said you don't want to talk about it still. Mm-hmm. So you agree upon it, and yet you don't talk about it with your spouse. It's just sort of like, uh huh, cool. So what does it look like in those nuances when there are some tension? What does that mean to you? Again, I, I really feel like the political differences to me within the marriage is all about our emotional intimacy. And how are we communicating what we see, believe, think to one another? Because I do believe and know that politics can drive us apart. And really, at the end of the day, that's not what we want. We want to have extraordinary marriages. And politics is part of that area. And so it may come up from time to time and some of you are just roaring and, and you may have a spouse who's just sort of like right on, like go on. Like I, I totally agree with you. We're totally on the same page. And then others may just be like, yeah, I don't see it like that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we're on the same page overall, but right now I don't see it. So what does that mean to you? Share, share that with me so I understand more. And again, I really do believe we can see ourselves and why there are times when we do become volcanoes and why we do shut down and we, and we go into a blackout. We can learn something about ourselves and our spouse in our emotional intimacy. It's a choice, right? Politics, choosing to, choosing to engage in that emotional intimacy is a choice. And, you know, one of the things that I love about the one family, I mean, we, we do call the show one extraordinary marriage is because you all are people that are choosing to be extraordinary, right? You're looking for ways. And so the fact that politics are one of those areas that doesn't often get discussed, whether it's in marriage or in community, except in this, you know, like crazy, you know, enraged political season actually gives us an opportunity to go, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to be extraordinary here? How are we going to create the extraordinary? What parameters can we put into, you know, parameters, um, what structures can we put into our marriages to create the extraordinary around those difficult topics? 
what, you know, we, we just talked about that question. Like, what does that mean to you? But also, can we, can we do a walk and talk mm-hmm. to discuss wow. politics, right? We don't have to, we don't have to watch the debates and then, or, or, you know, a state of the union or, you know, Congress in session or whatever and get all fired up. And then we're just like, you know, people are screaming at the TV or walking out of the room or doing whatever. But what if it was just like, you know what, honey, let's go for a walk. Hmm. Right. Let's like the strategies that we talk about, you guys, it doesn't matter if we're talking politics, if we're talking sex, if we're talking religion, it still works. And the opportunity for you to listen to what your spouse believes when they differ from you is actually an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to say, I want to get to know you better. I'm not going to shut down. I love that Tony's been using the term blackout. Um, Every time he talks about shutting down today, I'm like, I love that. That's a new one. We're going to start using that. But, but instead of blacking out, instead of saying, you know what, I'm not going to listen to you. You know, one person put in, you know, into the comments, um, on Instagram, we were talking about, they're like, sometimes it's just too much information. Like my spouse is so informed. It's like drink, basically it was like drinking from a fire hose. Mm. And, and so what does it look like to, to understand how your spouse receives information about politics and then to, to give it to them in a way that they can, that they can ingest, right? Like you may be super excited. Like I said, our son super excited about politics. Like he could probably go on for hours and I'm like, Whoa, dude, like just, you know, drill it down to the bullet points for me, but it's his passion. So I, I, you know, I'll listen to it, but you may be like that in your marriage. You'd be like, honey, I want to listen to you. This is just more than I can take in. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or if we have different opinions, first of all, give yourselves permission and agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. It is okay. And I know some of you may actually have a problem with what I'm about to say. It is okay if husband and wife do not agree on every single thing. Y- your marriage will survive if you don't agree on every single thing in your lives. Mm-hmm. There, there are definitely areas where Elise and I agree to disagree. Still love her. Would never want to do life without her. There are just times when that it, it, it is. And it'll come up we'll discuss and, and we'll get down to a point of like, we, we have to agree to disagree in this one area. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. We are different people. But I would say if you have a fear of talking about politics because you don't feel informed, then you, the onus is on you to get yourself informed, right? There, there are ways that you can do it. Not because you're going to, you know, suddenly start leading political rallies, but because you want to engage with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe, maybe you're doing a little extra research. Maybe you're looking for a voter guide or doing something like that, just so you can have a conversation. Don't retreat to this place of fear that keeps you from stepping into emotional intimacy with your spouse. Right. So if you don't know, no, educate yourself. And the other reason why so many people like stay away from this is because you're not sure what your emotions are going to be or mm. where the emotional energy is going to go. And, and that may be saying, you know what, we need to set a timer. Like, babe, we can talk politics. But we're going to bring out the handy egg timer because you don't need to get distracted by your phone. We're going to bring out the handy egg timer and we're going to set it for like 20 minutes. And we can discuss politics in 20 minutes. But after that, I'm going to go work out like just to get out the energy. And it may be less and it may be more. It just depends on where you guys are. And and I just want to say here quickly, th- this this episode is tough for me. Uh, and I'm going to just share it. In, in all honesty, this is a tough episode for me to speak on. Because to me, politics in our marriage have been pretty good for most, for most of our marriage. Um, it's an area that I don't, I, I don't get big into it. When my dad was around, oh my gosh, he and I would go head to head and I loved those conversations with him. Um, since he got sick and passed, it, it's, it, it's part of what we do. Like it, it's part of being 
a responsible to me, a, a responsible citizen in my marriage. Like this is something I have to do. I don't go scour stuff. I learn from friends who I, I trust. I hear from Elisa and, and we make informed decisions. Um, I, I would say this is an area that Elisa and I, we do talk about. It's not something that comes up every week. It's not something that comes up every month. It definitely during a political season, we're discussing it more. And I do love that she said doing the walk-in talks because that is where some of those conversations have come up. Mm -hmm. This isn't a conversation I feel like we have around the dinner table, just her and I, you know, with, with our son. Yeah. He, he wants to bring it up. We're sitting there talking. Um, so it's going to be what works for you guys. And I wish we could have some answers and just be like, man, this is going to work perfectly. It, it's not, man. It's it's a tenuous topic for mm -hmm. most folks. I, I still don't talk about it with um, people, family members. Extended family, yeah. I, I, we just don't talk about it. Um, and that's a guardrail for the safety of our marriage. Yeah. Because that, because it has caused tension, it has caused division in the past. It has caused us to be, you know, in this place where you know we might be driving home from a family event, and we're like, "Oh my gosh!" Da, 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 da. And we just said, "You know what? We don't have to. They're not going to change their opinion. We're not going to change our, our, our. They're not going to change their beliefs. We're not going to change our beliefs." And, and so we can have like if the conversation is going to kind of stay at the we're just seeking to understand. Yeah, that we will still do. But if it starts to get in that place, and you all know. When that button gets flipped inside of you, when that switch gets flipped and you start to feel the thing inside that you're like, uh-uh, yeah. you're going to back down, right? Like, this is about me, right? And we get that. You just, And that's when you have to be like, you know what? It's okay. We don't have to discuss this We because we're not going to convince anybody. And so just to be, be willing, be willing to take a step back and say, you know what? I love you. I, I love you. And, and we are family. But we don't have to enter into this conversation if it's actually going to be more destructive. Like sometimes we got to think, especially when it comes to extended family, we have to think, is this going to build our relationship or is it going to create, you know, cracks in it? And I always think of like when Elisa was saying that, I always think of the repercussions and how's that going to, what's that going to look like for our marriage? Because it, it can really sidetrack our marriage if we get into that place. And I, and I remember being there at times, especially again with dad and my brother. Um, oh my gosh, the, 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 the screaming and the yelling and the loud voices and oh my goodness, mom would be upset. Elisa would be upset. Oh and, my and gosh. I, just, I wish you guys could see my face right now because I'm reliving it and it was horrible. It was during Christmas. Oh yes. It always happened during a holiday. It always happened you know, during that's a holiday. Fun. I mean, we drive up to visit and I'm like, okay, we're not discussing politics. Like, don't get into this with your dad and your brothers. Just don't. And, and within like, you know, t 10 minutes of sitting down to dinner, bam, here comes the politics discussion. Yeah. I, I again, uh, I wish, I wish I could like, I, I don't know. Like this, this is one of those shows where I, in, in one of those shows where I'm just like, all right, we're going to just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I, I, Elisa and I just felt like we needed to at least bring it up and, and know, hey, go, go make sure that you realize that you guys are on the same team. This has a lot more to do about your emotional intimacy and how much you guys can really build that communication between the two of you. I really think that's where it is. And so as you guys look through 
this and go through this political season, take this for what it's worth. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say this is not one of our better episodes and yet I'm glad. What's that? I, I don't know that I would have said that. Okay. Um, because I think it, it takes a lot of courage to go out and talk about the topics that people won't talk about. Hmm. And so, yeah, it's taken us 10 years to do this, but this is the courage that the one family needs to have to go into that place where maybe this isn't something you've talked about, but today's going to be the day that you're like, okay, you know what, what does that conversation look like? What does it mean for us to do something that we haven't done before to put guardrails around what we haven't done before because we're becoming extraordinary? Just, just a thought. We'll end it on that. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.